Welcome to another episode of Behind the Dreamers. I'm Jennifer Loading, and we are talking to the achievers, the creators, the magic makers, and the dreamers. These are our friends, these are your friends, and they are living the extraordinary. I read a quote today that I thought was just awesome. It really depicts my guest today. The only one who can tell you you can't win is you. And you don't have to listen. And that is by Jessica Ennis Hill. Um, just an awesome quote. I just think, you know, when you guys hear our story today with our guests, this is really going to resonate with some of you. So imagine being told that you can't play a sport as a young student because you have a condition that kind of defines your situation. But you defy the odds and you do it anyway. Then some years later, you carry what you learned as a collegiate athlete into a business to help athletes reach their full potential on the court, in the classroom, and in life. This is essentially what my guest is doing today. And so you guys are going to want to stick around to hear this and her story and how she's making a difference. But before we do that, we have to give a shout out to our sponsors. And so today's episode is brought to you by Walt Mills Photography. If you are a creator needing post-production, consultation, or promotion, Walt Mills is your guy. Whether short films, YouTube films, photography work, or a new headshot, he can help you find a solution to match your needs. To learn more about Walt and his work, go to photosbywalt.com. Additionally, we want to give a shout out to our friend Chris Clow of Upbeat Media Productions. If you are in need of turnkey special event production, Clow is your go-to. You can learn more about him and his work at upbeatmediapro.com. All right. I am super excited to welcome my guest today, Holly King. She is the founder of A-Plus Athletics, LLC, a full-service athletic training and college recruiting service that prepares athletes on and off the court. As a youth, Holly suffered from epilepsy and was told she would never play on a varsity team. However, her love for volleyball was far greater than her condition. And Holly went on to play both in high school and college before tearing her ACL. With the pursuit to motivate and encourage others, to love the sport as much as she does, Holly brings high energy and enthusiasm to her teams, always bringing out the best in her players. In addition to running her business, she's also a head coach at a school here in Dallas. And so we want to welcome Holly to the show. Holly, super excited to have you here today. Hi. Thank you. I'm excited to be here. This is going to be fun. I love talking to you guys about your stories. Yeah. Yeah. It's going to be great. So I want to start off a little bit. I kind of want to talk about what you're doing and we kind of, you know, this podcast is all about what you do, why you do it, you know, the, the story, the background story, because we really want to dive into how you got to where you are. But I want to start off first by talking about your business, what you're doing with this business and how you're helping athletes. Okay. Yeah. So, um, I'm working, you know, I have my private lessons and then I have my group sessions, but really with the private lessons, I'm just working with them one-on-one, trying to find out what works for them, um, get them comfortable on the court, um, get all those nerves out. It's really, um, so rewarding watching the younger ones, especially like from ages like eight to 10, because, you know, once they get that serve over, it's just like, oh my gosh, I did it. Like, I didn't think I could do it. But, um, and then, you know, with the older ones, they're getting to that stage where they're about to be off to getting ready to go to college and making those life decisions. And I'm working with them and guiding them in the right direction and trying to give them 
and figure out their path of which way they want to go because college is confusing and intimidating in itself. And there's so many things that go into college, let alone just college, just academics. But then when you put a sport into it, um, it gets kind of confusing and stuff. So, you know, I'm just helping them and guiding them. And especially with the parents, some parents are educated on, what all goes into the recruiting process. And I just want to be able to be there and work one-on-one with them to get them to their full potential and the right spot where they need to be. Yeah. And as a parent, I shared with you that, you know, my, both my, well, my two oldest daughters went off, right. But just my, Mm -hmm. I think I shared with you, my middle one was actually a cross country runner. And so we had to go through some of that recruiting process. It wasn't a big deal for her because she picked a school very, you know, very early on, but there is definitely a process going into that. And they get, you know, these coaches go out and in these sports, they're looking at these kids very early on in the process, right? And you have to wait till a certain time before they can actually communicate with you, you know? And so there is kind of this whole process that goes into these sports. And so, you know, having been through that yourself, kind of how that lays out for these guys, Exactly. And, you know, coaches are already looking at girls in middle school and that's just like mind blowing to me because I'm like, they're not even thinking about college yet. They're thinking about, you know, just having fun as they're still kids, you know. And so it's really just being able to educate those parents like you've got to start now because if you start in your junior year and your senior year, like there's this chance like you might miss out on like you have to really start educating yourself and getting everything together signing up for these camps and showcases and stuff just so you can be seen by college coaches because um when COVID happened um they let their seniors on an extra year and you know the extra eligibility and So now all those seniors are going away and they're like, well, all their juniors and sophomores are moving up. And so they're not even looking for, you know, uh, I guess seniors in high school right now. They're just looking for younger for the future. So they're already planning out ahead of time. Wow. Yeah, I forgot about that. You're right, because there was that lapse there where everything shut down and we had those kids that were seniors. I was, you know, my kids, my my middle one was in her second year of of college, cross country and track mm-hmm. training when they shut everything down. And my youngest was still a junior in high school. So we were not quite in that group that was right there, but I had a lot of friends that had kids that were in that, and especially for those athletes who had that. It just, it was a hard time, definitely a hard time for sure, but I think what you're doing is, is an awesome needed thing because I do think a lot of parents don't, we didn't know, I, we didn't know going into that process, how to navigate that whole recruiting experience. And we, I just know we were getting, my daughter was getting letters like continually. And it's like, which one of these do we look at, not look at, you know? Right. And then it's like, you might like the school because of the sport and they have a good athletic program and they have a position for you but they don't have what you need academically. Like you could be wanting to go to school for criminal justice, but if this school doesn't have it, what's the point of playing a sport? You're just going to waste those years um, on that. So you really need to tie in those together and 
make it a full package when you're looking for the right college. Yeah, this is good. This is good. And we, and yes, because my daughter, that was, she was wanting to go into forensic and that was, mm-hmm. you know, we, to match up forensics with cross country. How do you find, you know, the school you want to go to that has the sport they're playing, you know, whether it's the, you know, a high level, what, you know, the team, but then also match it with your studies and find that blend, you know, and, and you're right. They don't all offer the same, the same thing. So good point on that. So Maybe any advice that you would offer somebody, maybe you have a parent out there right now that has a kid, you know, you mentioned being prepared younger, you know, making sure that you're looking now because they are looking, but anything else maybe that you would advise to somebody say who has a child right now that's in a sport and they're looking maybe to go on to that next step. Um, you know, schedule a lot of college, um, campus meetings, you know, you really want to, um, go and visit, have a lot of visits because you need to find that, college that you're going to fit in like every college has a different culture like you're not going to fit in it's not for you not every culture is for you so you have to find it find a college where you fit in and feel comfortable and feel like home like you'll know um it's you, you don't want to choose the first college you go visit you're like oh my gosh this is such a cool college I like I can't wait to have all the parties and meet all friends. And then it's like, but that's only the first one. Like, you know, I, um, I visited a couple of colleges and I really, uh, fell in love with, uh, Baylor just because the culture is just something different about it. Um, their values and all that stuff. And I didn't play college there. I just went, I had went to a coaching clinic, um, to go, um, get some more education on coaching and I just love the atmosphere of Baylor and what their core values are but also um some more advice is you know sign up for the camps talk to coaches um personally like the student themselves the parents can talk for you all day long but the coaches want to hear from you your actual self because it's more personal, they get to know who you are. And um, also with recruiting, when coaches come out to watch you play, they're also recruiting your family. Um, even though it's it sucks and it's sad because you could be completely two different people, but they're also watching how your family reacts um, in the crowd and how they present themselves and represent you on the court. Um, because if they're all loud and obnoxious and just going all out and just rude, like they're not going to recruit you. They're just going to look right past you and it hurts your student in the long run. Um, also, uh, sign up for all the college programs and stuff. That way you can get recognized. You can start getting letters in the mail. Um, and yeah, just really connect with the coaches personally on a personal level, send emails and proper emails, not just like, and make sure you have a good email. (laughs) You don't want to be like hot girl 13. You want to, you want it to come professional. I know these um, students have a couple of strange ones, but yeah, make it professional and um, reach out personally and stuff like that. 
That's good. The email thing, I think, is so important. And I think that extends across everything you do, like business, right? Resumes, everything. Because I I talk about this in business, even, you know, there's like you every now and then you get these weird emails and you're like, do I really want to even what I do? What? Why? What do I do with that? You're like, what do I do with that? Right. That is so important. It's so important. I think that's so good. But I want to say this to you. um, The thing that I really that I think resonates with me that, or I guess what you're doing that resonates with me. Yes. I think, you know, that I love what you're doing with helping these kids transition and to know what to do going into this space. But I really think the thing I like is the part where you said, you know, off the court, you're, the message I'm getting here is that you're helping them be better human beings off the court. Because as you said a minute ago, you know, your family's an extension of you, right? And they don't totally define you, but in this stage, you know, you're kind of, they, they're kind of there, right? Like they're in that process. But as you know, anytime we're doing this, it's, it really should always be about how are we developing as a human being, right? And this is so important. You said a lot of things there about having, you know, a good email and they want to hear from you. Those are leadership skills, right? Like you being able to talk to a prospective coach, that's a leadership skill, right? Like mom and dad can't do that for you. So I think the thing that I really like about what you're doing is that it's not just about what's happening on the court. It's about what's happening off the court. Right. You know, like I um, when I was going through the process of picking, like going through schools and stuff, I didn't have any guidance. Um, my mom, she didn't know how to do any of that. And so it's really important for me to just be a motivator and young advocate to these girls to help them, like, be their voice, but teach them how to have their own voice um, when they're going through this process. Yeah, absolutely. And I see your shirt that you have on, your, your brand, your logo shirt there. It looks awesome. Very cool. Good stuff. Well, I kind of want to segue into this because as I mentioned early on in the show, we're all about the journey here. We're about what you're doing, how you're making a difference, but also how you got to arrived at this place, right? Because I think it's just as important to know why we do what we do, like, right? And you mentioned that you didn't know in the process when, and a lot, like I said, a lot of athletes, we don't, even as parents, we don't know that process, right? It's like parenting. There's no manual for parenthood, right? Like you just get into it, you figure it out. And then you're like, Hey, I know this now I can tell you what to do. Right. So I think it's about the journey. And as you know, in our entrepreneurial lives, nothing's really linear, right? It's always nonlinear. It changes and it evolves and we evolve as human beings. And so when you were growing up, we talked off camera that you had early on suffered with epilepsy and you were wanting to play sports. And that was kind of a, a tough thing because you were told that you weren't going to be able to really do that because of the condition. So talk us through that a little bit, how that came about for you and how you kind of busted through that. Right. So I remember having my first seizure when I was like five years old and it was in my sleep and I was just like, I woke up feeling confused and um, I was rushed to the ER. I remember this doctor, he tried to make it fun for me. He like rushed me down the hallway and, you know, I didn't leave there with any answers. Um, I just, you know, went through life having seizures. They said it was caused by stress. I'm like, what five-year-old is, what's there to stress about? You know, playing with Barbies at that age and dirt and, and, um, so I continue, you know, just keep going. And I'd have an episode every once in a while, um, usually when I get sick or stressed out or like, you know, really overdo my body. Like um, I started playing uh, sports. I 
I was always involved in sport. My first sport was the drill team, and then I went into cheer and taekwondo, and then I got into uh, fast forward to middle school. Um, I was in athletics, and we had to do a sport, at least try out for a sport. So we were in this big group, and um, my coach was like, you're going to play volleyball. And I'm like, "Ah, I don't know about that. I was shy, and, you know, like – I just didn't think I could do an intense sport like that. But she made me anyways. Um, I ended up making the B team for seventh grade. I didn't even – that was, like, my first time touching a volleyball. And it was difficult with my, like, epilepsy just to be able to, like, participate in certain things because I would have dizzy spells during the day and – I would get over exhausted. Like I would turn purple and like they would think like I was like had high blood pressure or like I was going to pass out. But like every game I would turn purple and I'm like, it's just because I worked hard and I pushed and, you know, and I think part of that was it caused the seizures in a way because I was over exhausted and I was just pushing my body. I didn't stop. I just kept going like, there was like no limit for me, but I just kept pushing through it. Um, the really, um, thing that did hurt a little bit was like my, um, learning disability with, um, you know, that was caused from epilepsy. Um, I didn't really have like dyslexia or anything. I just couldn't comprehend as well. It took me learning things in a different way. I was more hands-on. Like you could tell me something all day and I wouldn't, no, <laughs> I couldn't tell you, but if you show me, I could do it. And just, I just kept going and I never gave up. Um, and that's what brought me to volleyball. <laughs> Isn't that awesome. It's awesome. And now you're a head coach, right? Coaching with yes. the sport that you love. Yes. I coach at, um, Alcland. Um, it's rated like one of the best private schools in Dallas. I coach fifth grade girls. I have 10 of them and they're such a joy to be around. Um, they never stop going. They have so much energy and they're doing awesome this season. And I'm so proud of them. <laughs> That's awesome. And I bet you are an inspiration to them too, just knowing, you know, and maybe they don't know all, all know your story, but you know, I think, I think sometimes our growth comes from going through, well, I always say our growth comes from going through those, you know, challenges in our life. And unfortunately you had to, to have some of that and somebody tell you that you can't do something to divide, defy the odds and go forward and say, Hey, I am going to do this. And now I'm going to use the skills that I learned in that to help other students and athletes be amazing on and off the court. Right. Right. And like, I just try to teach my girls, you know, to have integrity on and off the court. And that's really big with me. Um, they're like, chanting and yelling and stuff and I'm like well y'all stop when the other team you know goes to serve because you wouldn't want them to do it to them and they're like but they're doing I'm like but we're different we're going to do this our way you know like it's out of respect you know just teaching them small things like that just to respect others and um you know like I was told I wouldn't even like by my middle school coach, Coach Manning, I wasn't even told I was make it to high school. And, you know, like I believed her because, you know, high school is intimidating to like play a sport. And I remember um, I tried out. I went for it anyways. And I made the freshman C team. And I remember um, my coach, uh, Coach Smith, he was the freshman volleyball coach. He was like, 
it's not because you're not good enough. It's because, you know, I need good players on each team. And you work hard, you listen, you're coachable. And that's what I need on my team. And I always tell my girls that, like, even, you know, because my youngers, they they see the older ones and they're like, wow, I want to be that. I want to do that. Like, why am I not on the sixth grade team or something? And I'm like, just keep working at it. Keep pushing. Like, it, you'll get there. Like, as long as you work hard, you listen and you, you know, just keep working hard and you'll eventually get there, you know. And that's super big to me because I always you know, struggled and I was in there, I'd be drenched in sweat, purple, my whole body be purple. Like I like really worked at it and it got me to where I am today, like on and off the court as a person, like I never gave up. And despite people telling me I couldn't do it or I wasn't good enough or fast enough or, you know, but, and then around 14, like I was cleared from seizures like um they said they never gave me a reason why I had them they just went away and you know I just feel like everything happens for a reason (laughs) it it does it does and you said some really good things that I think would be important advice and maybe this is what we say here you know what important advice do you lend you know you said the being coachable the learning and working hard I think these are three important things, but they not only extend to athletes because I, I have, you know, I told you off, I have a, a, I love a good story. I loved an overcoming story because I've had my own, I've had several of them and I, and I respect and admire people that have had to walk through a struggle in their life and then be able to use that struggle to give them, teach them something and find a way that they can turn that story into a victory to serve other people. Right. But I think the key thing here is that, you know, in order to have success, you've got to have some ability to be coachable on some level, you've got to be willing to learn and you've got to be willing to work hard, right? And that transfers even into entrepreneurship, being an entrepreneur. I feel like there are direct relationship, you know, it's being an athlete because I've run marathons. So I understand being an athlete, right? There is definitely a correlation between that and being an entrepreneur. Would you not agree? Exactly. And I feel like, you know, when I say like the girls are watching the older girls and they want to be that, I'm like, fall in love with your journey. You know, like your journey is what's going to make you special. It's going to make your story like just fall in love with being yourself, being true to yourself and not pleasing other people. Like if I could give um, advice to my younger self, I, you know, I wouldn't listen to anybody. I would, you know, live life for me. Because at the end of the day, I'm all that I have, you know. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great advice. Great advice. So I kind of want to segue a little more into this entrepreneur journey because you started this business brand new this year in 2022, coming out of the pandemic and you started a business. So congratulations to you because I know it's been hard and a lot of businesses have struggled with this. And so it's it's fun to see, you know, the, the you guys start these things, you know, with passion and drive and all of that stuff. And so I want you to share with us maybe what, maybe kind of like what has been the biggest challenge you've had to overcome with getting this business up and running? Okay. So about, let's say, uh, in 2019, well, after I started college and I tore my ACL, um, I had, um, you know, got with a boy and I was young in love and 
So, and I knew I wasn't, I had like forgot about college and all this stuff. I let it fall off the back burner. And I knew I wasn't at my full potential to go back and play volleyball. And because it hurt, you know, like not being able to play after tearing my ACL and stuff. So I started failing classes on purpose and I went off with this boy and we ended up having two children. Um, My son's eight now and my daughter is five. And so fast forward 2019, we eventually get married and I was taking care of a guy that wanted to be a stay-at-home dad because he was depressed, but not with the kids. The kids were still going to daycare, and I was working 60-plus hours a week at Albertsons as a produce manager, and I was like, I was stressing myself out. Like, stress is literally killing me. Like, I lost, I was losing weight. I wasn't eating. My hair was falling out, and I had bags under my eyes. And, you know, I was providing for him, but I couldn't even provide for, like, myself at times. And, you know, one day I'm like, like, something has to give. Like, I'm just tired, and I shouldn't have to work this hard. And I know I have so much potential. And, like, I had to leave behind what really was important to me, which is volleyball. And so, like... 2020 came around um I filed for a divorce um and during that time it was you know really difficult because I just felt so like you know lost and having to deal with that and fighting for the kids like I never had to fight for the kids because you know I'm I'm such I'm a good mother and you know I take care of my kids and at the, I have full custody of my children and, and, um, but something was just like, I finally like, um, got with my fiance now and, um, he's given me like all the support in the world. And that's what I truly was missing is my, is just support from somebody, somebody just motivate me and tell me I can do it and that I was good enough and so 2020, um, I got divorced, I filed for the divorce. And then finally, uh, March, 2022, I get divorced. Um, so after going through that, I was going, I started going to school, um, at Remington college for my medical certification. Um, and I finished in June of 2022. Um, and then a month before that, I got accepted to Baylor University, um, and I started my certification for K-12 in physical education, and I finally just finished that in August um, of this year, so super excited about that. Um, and then um, before that, in June, I, well, let's say, yeah, in June, I started applying for schools because my fiance was like, what do you want to do? And I'm like, I want volleyball back in my life. I want to coach, you know? And, you know, he just, he just gave me the support for it. And I couldn't be more grateful for that because 
And just this past year, I've changed my life completely around like a 180. And I just didn't give up. And that's where it's got me to this opportunity today. I accepted the position for Alcland in um, June. And um, in the summer, I started doing private lessons and stuff. And then, you know, with coaching, um, I just, I'm like, you know, I can, you know, do private lessons and I could help these girls get into college. And, you know, I just put it in together and then coming up with a name, I'm like, that sounds good. I'm like, I like Googled everything and I'm like, I don't know. Like, let's see. I'm like two or like volleyball world or something like that. And, and then my fiance was like, what about A plus athletics? I'm like, yes, I love that name. Like, that's perfect. He's like, you know, the first letter in the alphabet is A. And that's usually what pop up, pops up on Google, gets people looking at it and stuff. And I'm like, I love that. Like A plus, it's like, you know, you can do so much with that. Like it's, it seems like it's ever ending. Like, I don't know. Like I want to do more sports other than volleyball. I want to be able to help all student athletes um, eventually, but volleyball is my main uh, sport that I'll be doing. But yeah, um, I, it's like, I'm finally at this point in my life after going through all that, like just two years ago, I was like working 60 plus hours a week. Now I'm able to stay at home with my kids. Um, I'm, they're in school now, but um, I'm able to go to all events. I make my own schedule. Um, I'm living in Rockwell, Texas. Um, and it's just been a complete 180. So yeah, all I need is like. <laughs> I was going to say, it sounded like your biggest challenge was getting, letting go to take something new on. Because I have to talk about when I'm working with people in order to grow, right? We have to let go of something else, right? right? And a lot of times that something else becomes sort of like a security blanket for us, right? Like that's all we really know. And even if it's toxic or it's wrong, it's still security for us, right? And so that's the hard part is letting that go. So it sounds to me like, yeah, you had to let go and clean some things up and have this growth to be able to move into this next phase of your life, which is operating this business and living at your full potential. So congratulations to you. That's that's awesome in itself. (laughs) It's awesome. So I think, yeah, you said a lot of really good things here. I think, you know, maybe from an entrepreneur perspective, starting your business, I think you've kind of touched upon this in various ways, but any advice that you would offer maybe to somebody that's wanting to start a business, anything that you feel like has been like a learning thing for you? Um, Just go out there and fail like over and over because you just got to find out what works for you. And it's okay to fail because if you don't fail, you're not really doing like just try different things, be courageous, go out there, be spontaneous, do stuff that makes you uncomfortable. And also like meet people that don't look like you or don't um, that you wouldn't think you would be friends with or whatever, because they might have something um you know, advice for you that could help you in the long run. That's a good point. It's a good point. (laughs) I always say that about my, why I like stitch fix. 
mm-hmm. because they send me outfits that I would not pick for myself. Right. <laughs> yeah. So why would you not talk to different people? Right. Cause you can learn right. different things from different people, people that you wouldn't normally, even like in business, I always say you need to get out of your niche and like meet people in other you know markets because sometimes they have something that maybe it's not going to have like a direct impact, but they might lead you to somebody that you need to know or offer you an idea that you may not have thought of. So, yeah, good advice. Good advice. So you have a big event coming up. You mentioned it to me. You want to share with us what this is? It's coming up. Yeah. So it's going to be a volleyball showcase event. It's going to be in Rockwell, Texas at the indoor sports world. Um, It's just a chance for student uh, volleyball athletes. Um, If you have, if you're considering pursuing volleyball in college, this is for you. It's a chance to showcase your skills in front of college coaches. There's going to be D1, D2, D3, um, junior colleges, NAIA institutions, all there. And not only are they going to be like helping you on and off the court, giving you advice, they're just going to, you know, be there. They're also going to be there evaluating you, but they are going to be giving you advice and like one-on-one sessions if that's something you need. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Well, this has been good. Listen, I want to do some fun questions for you. These are like, you can just like sit back and relax because this is like no stress questions. My Some of my favorite part of the show, because we get to know you kind of as a human now outside of the business. Um, but they're supposed to be rapid fire. And I say that because they're supposed to be short. They're not always. We try. Anyways. All right. So let's do this. Um, I want to start off with favorite. Let's do this. No. What's your first concert you ever attended? Um, it was Jessica Simpson and I, I never even heard her music before. And then I showed my mom and uh, my cousin and aunt brought me and I was like, what kind of music is that? And then I ended up loving it. Like I was, I've been a fan since. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. I've never had anybody say that one. That, that's one of, this is one of my favorite questions because I find out some funny things about people. I'm like, oh, I never heard it. I'm like, I don't know anybody that's seen that one. So, all right. Um, Favorite, let's do favorite guilty pleasure food. Oh, I love me some Italian food. Like, um, what is it? It's called vodka sauce, but I call it pink sauce. And it's amazing. Like it's a marinara and Alfredo mixed together. It's to, mm. it's to die for. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. All right. Um, I was trying to think favorite do you have a favorite book maybe that you've read that's helped you along your journey um let's see no I mean I read this one book in high school that I it's always stuck with me since I was till now um it was called Forged by Fire and it was just like this kid that was like crying for help and nobody was listening to him and it just kind of close to home to me because I felt like I was, I never, you know, being heard, but yeah. 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 And well, and as humans, we want to be heard, right? We want to, we want, that's (laughs) important to all of us. We all want to be heard. Right. So no, I think that's good. That's a good book. I love asking that question because sometimes like I haven't heard of that book and sometimes somebody will pick up on it and they may want to read that or whatever. So thanks for sharing. All right. Um, try to think one more question. Amazon cart. What's in your Amazon cart? <laughs> Probably nothing. Nothing? I'm not, big, 
I'm probably not I'm not a, big, a big Amazon person. Not a big Amazon. We, we this is, I ask that question of everybody. And every once in a while, I'll get somebody that says they're not. We are like diehard Amazon people over here. Like almost every day, I have something I need. And I'm like, just order it on Amazon. It'll be here tomorrow. You know? Yeah, that's my fiance. So, He's the one that always has something like, coming to the house. It's like complete opposite. Like he loves Target and all that. And I'm the one that doesn't even go shopping. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why I do Amazon because I don't like to shop either. And to me, for yeah. me, that's easy because then I can just be like, hey, we need this. Let me go on Amazon. We need this. You know what I mean? I don't even do like grocery shopping. We order our groceries online and go pick them up. We, we don't we don't even go in the grocery store <laughs> me and my so, daughter we like to go to kroger's because she likes little mini carts and she oh, thinks she's just the grown little thing yeah. <laughs> that's but, fun that's fun well this has been amazing i've enjoyed talking to you congratulations on your success i'm glad that the epilepsy has settled down and you're able to live freely from that because i know people that suffer from it and it is a difficult a difficult condition to deal with so i'm glad that you're able to move you know being able to move past that and and what you're doing, you know, with these athletes, I think is important too. helping them, like I said, be better human beings, you know, on and off the court. If our audience, if this resonates with somebody and somebody, I, I know several of them are going to have kids out there, right? But if this yeah. resonates, how do they find out about you and get in touch with you? Um, you can email me at uh, coachholly13 at gmail.com. It's H-O-L-L-I-E. Um and I'll be available. I'm always checking emails. So just give me an email and I'll be happy to have, uh, answer any questions you may have. Awesome. So yeah. And to our audience, yes. If you're in that space where you've got, you know, a, a question about entrepreneurship, definitely you can reach out to Holly. But if you have a, a, you know, a child that's in this space of playing sports and looking to go on to that next level, Holly would be a great resource to get you in the, get you in the right direction. Right. Yes. So th thank you, Holly, for sharing with our audience. We so appreciate you. I do want to say to our listeners, of course, if you enjoy our show, please be sure you give us a rating both on iTunes and Facebook because we cannot do this without you and hit that subscribe button on the YouTube. We want to leave you with a final thought. It's the same thought I say every episode. In order to live the extraordinary, you must start. And every start begins with a decision. You guys take care, be safe and be kind to one another. We will see you next time.